Polly. Oh, hello. Welcome, Polly. Thank you. Uh, this is Oranges and Peaches, the yeah. podcast from Lawrence Public Library. It's today is a, a crossover. Yeah, podcast. crossover. Yes. Normally we're like, this is from Info Services, but now we have readers because mm-hmm. Polly is the Readers Services Coordinator. Is that the correct? That's my correct job title. title. Yes, okay. that's yes. the one on paper anyway. Cool, cool. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I have my own title for myself. Gotcha. Oh, okay. <laughs> really. <laughs> Queen of all books ever, or something oh, like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like that. Wow. Okay. I mean, I it's like a little that. grandiose, but. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. What a good that's guess. Like, that's yeah. why I pump myself up every yeah. day to come to work. So. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> no pressure. Well, yeah. So we have like all of reference represented here today because Polly is the half of reference that Info Services is not. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Polly, this is mostly like a insider library podcast, it turns out, where we just like describe the procedures and and internal <laughs> <laughs> like, like how we do stuff. Yeah. Right on. Makings of the library. So yeah. Yeah. people love that stuff. Do they? Yeah. We- no, I think they do because people love the library and they want to know the kind of stuff that we do here. Yeah. Okay. That's what, yeah. That's, I'm going to stick with that. I okay. like that. <laughs> okay. So, so Polly, we always start with um, our updates. Do you have any updates for us? Oh, my goodness. Um, just from our department, the updates are um, book clubs are still going on. Um, we've had a lot of, I'm just looking at our stats today. From the end of last year, and we did over 80 book clubs last year, wow. and we had, mm, I think it was 715 checkouts of our book club in a bag. Dang. Whoa. And oh um, over, I can't remember, over like over 780 people attended our book clubs. So, um, and they've, oh my gosh. so they've been online, um, and some are now meeting hybrid, but online and in person. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in being a part of a book club. Um, Some of our folks don't have any book club they belong to other than ours. And some of our folks are like in a bunch of book clubs. Um, (laughs) So we've got the, we run the gamut. We always like love to have new people join us. And, um, you know, if you're starting the year off with the intention to read more, this is a great way to do that. So you're welcome to join us. You just, uh, just email me pken at lplks.org and I can hook you up. That was so lovely. That was a lovely, <laughs> like a very, lovely transition into yeah. a call for action. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this is professional. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, that yeah, that's so many people. I had no idea that uh, like hundreds of people attended I, book clubs. I didn't. I also did not have any idea of the scope really. Yeah. And I wish I knew like how many... So a goal of mine forever has been to know how many book clubs we have in the community oh, and like how, just right. so how many book club goers we serve like community wide. That would be amazing for me to know that. But yeah. we, just, we don't have that number, but someday I hope that we will hmm. or something close to it anyway. Cool. Yeah. That's really fun. Wow. Yeah. I feel like a, yeah, you all do like a like a book club parade too, right? To gather all the book clubs. Did that once. We did it once. It was part of um Paper Planes. Uh, uh, it was part of Paper Planes one year that we did a book club parade down Mass Street. <laughs> so yeah. I think it was like right maybe it was yeah. right before everything went wah, wah, yeah. I don't know. So um yeah, no, that was really fun. I'd love to do that again. I always know there's a book club meeting in a meeting room because there's lots of laughter. And then they're all like, they leave like right as the closing announcement is called and they all very like sheepishly and giggly like walk (laughs) past the desk and they're like, we're sorry, we were having fun. And I'm like, book club. (laughs) Get out of No, they're always, it's always so sweet. They're like, yeah, no matter what book club it is, the people are always just like having a obviously they have had like a really nice time it's been yeah. pretty good i think the only book club that doesn't do that is probably one of mine which is social justice book club. oh yeah uh-huh. uh, it has been it's a lot of like oh uh-huh. boy that was a lot and it's big and things are hard uh-huh. see you guys next month like, yeah. Yeah. yeah occasionally we we try to like think of some ways to solve things or be more active um in, yeah in the process of not being part of the problem but um yeah that one's a little that one's a little less 
um, giddy than the other yeah, ones, I for would sure. say. But we still do have some laughs. I certainly, yeah, remember laughing sometimes. Yeah. Just, it was like just occasionally. Good to, yeah. yeah. It's good to connect. Sometimes right. wry laughter, but like, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just good to connect with other people. I mean, that's yeah. really for us the big thing about the book clubs that we're excited about is that, you know, like learn, connect, learn, and grow are three of our four um, vision, you know, missions that we have. And that kind of does all of that. We've been, so many people just told us, you know, you, this saved my life. Like having these book clubs mm. saved my life and maybe it's hyperbole and maybe it's not, but they've been, it's been great to hear that, that it was, it's worth keeping it going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I think book clubs and story times are really like the crux of yeah. our, like what yeah. people come to the library, like looking to connect with other mm-hmm. people over, Yeah, you know, yeah. stories. Like. Yeah, stories. Mm. The stories this is so tender now. This is so, so tender. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean that's our what's our vision statement? Uh, um, <laughs> reader services connects uh, connects readers with the stories that enrich their lives. Uh, yeah, that's our that's yeah. our vision statement. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice. <sighs> <sighs> okay. <laughs> our up now. We're see, this sad. is the difference between readers and info. Uh-huh. Like you just got this. Beautiful, soothing thing. And then we're going to be like, Call taxes. <laughs> it's a tax time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh my yeah, now we're coming in with okay. our, yeah. our no, info-y it's updates. Just, it's important. Are. People are excited <laughs> about getting those tax forms. They actually are, though. They yeah. really yeah. are. Yeah. Okay, go for it. Taxes, let's hear it. <laughs> um. Ta- okay, taxes. Hazlitt <laughs> told me, told me immediately off the top of her head uh, that January 24th is the day you can start to file your taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, we are, we don't have the federal tax forms yet, the physical paper forms yet. Mm-hmm. Um, as of this will, recording. Yeah, as of this recording. So we might have them by next week. recording January 17th, so I, yeah. I don't know. But Just call the library and ask. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, but we have our tax information page fully updated, ready to go for 2022. There are tons of great resources linked on there. Um, we'll put it in show notes, but it's lplks.org slash tax dash information. Hasla is waving at me wildly. No, I just wanted to make sure you said the dash. <laughs> oh, yes, of course I, you said I it. But. Dash. <laughs> um, oh, but also yeah. on the on that webpage right now. So the the okay on the radio this morning, I heard someone say Vida instead of Vida for mm, the V I T A. I like yeah. saying Vida. I thought mm-hmm. it was Vida, but on yeah. the radio, me too. I it was say. like a tax professional, and they said Vida. Huh. Huh. So I don't know. Anyway, so Vida, <laughs> which is um, volunteer income. Uh, tax assistance. So if you make under like $56,000 a year, you can access VITA services. Um, a lot of the organizations in town that do VITA stuff, they are not uh, ready yet. They don't have their information posted yet. So that's not on our tax webpage yet. Gotcha. But it will be as soon as we know. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. That's all. Um. Oh, I have written down IRS is sad. Don't call them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Just... It may be worth reaching out to some of the tax prep help folks um, if you have some questions. But um, the IRS has put out a a warning that they're very understaffed and overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And if you call them, good luck. Um, oh, so yeah. I and know everyone there's... wants to call the IRS all oh, the time and talk to them, but <laughs> yeah. you know, just in case that's you. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and you can call like the taxpayer assistance centers that are based in Overland Park and Topeka, um, either for federal stuff or for state stuff. I forget where the state offices are, but that's all on that that webpage that we put together. Cool. I think that those people, like they're there to help with taxes, whereas the IRS is just like still processing returns from mm-hmm. last year. And it sounds like you just will never talk to a customer service rep if you call them at this time. Yeah. So I just picture the IRS offices as like, one person under a bare bulb <laughs> with like paperwork stacked yeah. to the ceiling, and the phone just ringing. Constantly. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> just ringing. Like every line yeah. is lit up. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Um. Okay. Texas. Is yeah. that all? I the, think that was all I. Uh, that's all I have. Well, you don't want me to say this, but the radio also <laughs> told me that that you should file file online if you can to help the IRS out. 
It's yes. like save USPS, save IRS. No one's going to get behind that. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, if you can file online, it is faster. For them it's, to process. For them to process yeah. it. It's often And easier. they can send you your refund or whatever. Yeah. Your yeah, account. you can get it all set up. And um, yeah, we have a link to free file on there, which is what it sounds like. It's free to file your taxes under... Is it the fifty six thousand or fifty thousand a year? It's cut off. Yeah, it's either fifty six or like or sixty something around there. Okay, but there yeah. are a lot of programs that can help you for if you're under like seventy three. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Free file is under seventy three thousand. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Per household. Oh, I don't. I don't know that. Okay. That's a really good yeah. question, Polly. <laughs> <laughs> you could put that in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah we will look that up. <laughs> yeah, it, I was just looking at the website, and I think it just says under if your income is under seventy three thousand. So I'm sure it. Think if you're somewhere. joint filing, then it would be per. Still. It would be like per, not individual. It would be like per per household. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, show notes. I'm a, telling you. Yeah, we'll the, put it in the show notes. The Book Squad podcast is all about putting it on the show. <laughs> <laughs> because we come half the time with something we meant to tell you and forgot it. So oh, yeah. yeah. We say, like we'll put that in the show notes. <laughs> that's, that's lovely. It's great to have a little podcast lesson at the same time. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, that's a crossover for <laughs> all of us, really, is that we forget what we're we're going to bring with us. Yeah. Yeah. Or get sprung a question in the middle yeah. during the conversation. And then we're like, oh. Like, well, I know things. Perhaps later. I should have asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, I have one more update. We've got two more. Oh, two more. I only have one more right now. All right. Okay. You do yours. Well, no, go ahead. Oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> um, okay so we've been getting um, a lot of questions about rent and utility assistance programs. Um, there are a few different options. There are people to help you figure that out and what you might and might not qualify for and how that whole process works. So um, two days a week, we have Mark, who is our wonderful social work intern. Um, and he is here tabling to help you with that process. So he does the Kira, which is Kansas Emergency Rental Assistance Program. Um, there's also the Housing Stabilization Cooperative Program. Those two things kind of work together. It's a whole thing. Um, <laughs> but he has lots of information about those, so you can drop by his table in the lobby um, Tuesdays and Saturdays from 1 to 5. Uh, but you can also call us anytime, and we can tell you who around town is available um, to help you with this stuff, but yeah, mm-hmm. there's yeah. there's dollars can out we, there. Can we have a mark appreciation post for just a moment? Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, so yes. I feel like the library is so lucky to have him here yeah. as yeah. a social work intern, and he's just he makes you feel like you're getting a hug. Yeah, yes. six feet away, yeah. just talking to him. Yeah, so. it's like yeah, he's such a sweet, the nicest mm-hmm. person. It's yeah. really yeah. don't be afraid to come talk to him because he's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, there's like certain people who just make you feel like you're their friend, and mm-hmm. he's one of those yeah, people. he really is. Yeah, love him. Yeah, and he also does snap applications. Oh yes, yes, yes. On those Tuesdays and Saturdays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then we'll put his email in show notes too. If you mm-hmm. have questions or you want to like make sure that you can find a time to meet with him. Um, yeah. Or to pass along to people that you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's oh, I your think other I just bumped it with my mask. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So the last one is just, um, it's just that Ruby got promoted. Oh. That's <laughs> all. Like, I already <laughs> forgot. Um, yeah. So Thank now you. she's a, a full-blown, I don't know. Oh, God. I Scratched it again. <laughs> I am working more hours, and I'm. This doesn't matter to anyone on the it matters, listening. It matters to everyone. It matters to everyone. I, I went love from you. Assistant two to assistant three, which was met with blank stares from my parents. <laughs> but everyone on the blog yeah. post at, at the library said, "Good job, Ruby." Oh, it was, mm-hmm. it was very you. sweet. People were really nice. Yeah. 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 
And um, and Polly said, you're a gem, dot, 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 literally. I did see that. I was like, thank you. <laughs> I was like, how many people tell you that seems like, that seems like it's a, been a, a good corny thing. It's been a few years, so I just okay. need, I needed it again. Okay, so. good. Thank okay, you. Good. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, um, cool. All right. Well, that's updates. Yep. We did it. We did it. Okay. Uh, okay. So now we'll go to our question. Yes. Um, I realize we haven't explained why... Polly is joining oh, us. Yeah. So the question will tell you that. True, yeah. <laughs> Here I am. Uh, I want to do the book squad goals, and I was wondering if you could help me find a book for the first goal. Okay, so um, I got this question the other day when I was on the desk, and it's a question that we get in some shape or another mm-hmm. all the time. Um and it can like throw us off in a way that we're not used to being thrown off guard because it's not exactly our type of question um but people don't know that you know yeah. no one knows that i also have not come up with a clean answer because pe- like patrons don't know if they walk up to one desk or another necessarily that we're like have different training and we're in different departments mm-hmm. and so it i feel like when i get asked a question like this i'm like Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what books are. Like, <laughs> I don't know things about books, actually. Oh <laughs> and it's like, oh my god. If it makes uh, you feel any better, like on occasion, we feel like that at our desk. Like wow. you just occasionally have that deer in the headlights. Uh-huh. Like, what, have I ever read a book? Like, <laughs> have I? Um, yeah. We snap out of it, but like it does, it happens. There's like a, you know, I don't know. What's the, how many books do we yeah. have here in the library? It's a lot. But, like them. but we, got, <laughs> we, have, we have special training and tools. So you guys mm-hmm. talk about what your question is. And then <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about that. Yeah. We're getting to, to that, to the tools. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I think the main thing with this particular question, because it's not just like, what do I read next? Um, it's it's about the book squad goals. And so we're going to talk about that first. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, do you want to tell us, Polly, what is book squad goals? Why is it? <laughs> when did it start? <laughs> Just kind of give us yeah. a little primer on, like, what is this? And, what's, right. and you can get prizes. Oh, you can tell get us about prizes. Those too. Yeah. Um, and I'm not even positive. Well, this year, I can tell you what this year's prize was. Yeah. Who knows what next year's or the end of this year's will be. But, um, yeah. So Book Squad Goals is just a way for, you know, people often like to do a challenge to, um, get themselves to read more, you know, how humans like to do those things. We're (laughs) we're like rats and we want to get little cheese prizes and, um, (laughs) we set them out for ourselves. So we, you know, there's a lot of places that do reading challenges like Book Riot has one that they do and Novelist, which we'll probably talk about here in a minute, has actually has one. Um, but we thought, you know, we're, why not do one ourselves because we know our local community and we know what we have in the collection. So, um, a few years back, we started doing it, and people really in, seem to enjoy doing it. So we keep doing it, and it's a way we think for you know to help our particular um, community connect with things in a way that's more, you know, Lawrence. Cool. Yeah, cool. So it it's one book prompt per month. Well, or I mean, no? you, yeah, you Are can think. Well, you can definitely think about it that way. Like, oh. there's twelve. So, okay, okay. I mean, again, like that makes sense to our human brains. Is like, <laughs> we'll just do one a month or whatever. But you know, some people blow through it real fast. Mm. You can skip around. You don't have to do it in order. And you know, like, I'll tell you, we're not gonna get. When you give this to us, I'm not gonna get in here and grade it. We're not grading <laughs> it. Um, promise you, if you bring this up to me and you had like the same book written twelve times, I probably would still give you. I would still give you a prize. Oh my god! Because you made the effort to do, to do that. But um, you know, definitely, uh, you can skip around. You can do it however makes sense to you. Um, we're happy to. Well, it sounds like you know people ask you mm-hmm. about the. About the prompts, um, we actually make a list for all, all the prompts. So we have we try to have as many books as possible on that list. And we also have a display every month. So 
that it does track that every month we would have. So in January, the display we have up now is the display that matches the first question, which is read a book written by a trans, non-binary, gender non-conforming person. I've got to say, it never even occurred to me that it wasn't one per month. That you weren't just like in January. I read this book. <laughs> I read this book. I mean, if you want, if you want the, you know, the customized experience mm-hmm. of us creating a list for you and a display yeah. for you every month, you can't. You probably would just do one a month mm-hmm. for sure. But some people are, you know, renegades. They don't want to just <laughs> do what everybody else is doing. So um, they can. You can mm-hmm. do it. If you want to like knock these all out in January and bring it to us, like <laughs> oh, go for it. But you have to hold on to your sheet until the end of the year to get your prize. That's the way right. we've been doing it. And that's probably the way we will be doing yeah. it. So yeah. um, because that it just takes us a little while to get our stuff together to like right. yeah, for sure. have prizes ready and everything. But, yeah. you know, who knows? Maybe we should do a little different this year and yeah. have things ready all year long. Mm-hmm. Well, and I want to say... The display is always really, it's, I mean, it's super well curated, just like everything that Readers does. It's mm-hmm. like beautiful. Yeah. And so, and this display for Book Squad is, um, can we describe where it is? It's like you go into the library. Mm-hmm. Kind of right in the lobby. Shelf. Yeah. Facing the checkout. Yeah, it's its a little one. Little. Mm-hmm. Little shelf. Like and it says Book Squad cube. on top. Mm-hmm. Cube shape. Ikea. Mm-hmm. Ikea. It's a little shelf. Ikea shelf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Cal- when you're Cal-X, checking something I out, believe, so. yes. Yes. there you go. That, that will really help people. Yeah. I know if you are an Ikea fan, <laughs> you'll know. recognize it. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, if you're checking something out and you turn and look toward those big windows, it's it's mm-hmm. looking at you right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And it should be, I will make sure that we're doing it this way. So on, uh, like when you pick up um one of the uh, brochures, we have a QR code on there that you can, it'll take us, take you to our personalized recommendation. So you can Ooh. ask um, for help if you want help finding those books Ooh. from us. But also the plan is to have a QR code every month on the display oh. that takes you to our list. Perfect. So, cause you know, like obviously people will be checking those things out. So they might not, they won't all be available to you, but you can, Go right to our list. Very cool. I like that. Yeah. That is the that is the plan. And it yeah. should be set up that way. Nice. But you know, um, and maybe we'll figure out how to do that some way online too. But that is how you access it here in the library. You can just quick snap it with your phone and cool. Just like you're ordering a beer at Lawrence Beer Company. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just take a picture of it. And it's so easy now. QR codes used to be a lot harder to use, but now all yeah. you have to do is yeah. have a camera on I your mean, phone. I mean, and yeah, unless you don't have a phone or right. a camera yes. phone. Yeah. But if yeah. you don't have one, then you just have the display in front of you. Yeah, true. And yeah, the library. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so clean. Like everything about that just feels streamlined. <laughs> and like I'm in like a, I thought of an just airport. Well I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We yeah. just want you to have a good reading experience. Yeah. I like that a lot because I've definitely had people ask what, like the same question that Hazlitt got. Mm-hmm. And they've been sort of flustered about like, mm-hmm. well, there's this prompt. I don't, I, you know, I don't understand what exactly they're getting at. Um, and so I like that, you know, there's a display, there's a list, like you're not just on your own trying to figure out if the book matches the prompt or right. not. Cause I think people get a little hung up on like, I'm not going to get my yeah. prize if it's yeah. not right. Or, yeah, like this book no. doesn't fit it perfectly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. want to get an A on the assignment. <laughs> yes. No, I get that. And I do, I think in particular, like this, this prompt in particular is difficult because it means that you have to know how the author um, represents themselves. So like a, you know, and this is sort of a tricky one because like it can be, it can be difficult to identify that. And the only authors that we put on this list are authors who themselves self-identify in this way. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we wouldn't, um, that's always sort of the problem with putting any author on a list of some marginalized group is that the author themselves has to self-identify in that way and make it sort of public knowledge that they identify in that way because we're not trying to out anybody or label anybody in a way that they themselves don't want to be labeled. Yeah. 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 It can be tricksy to find that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. It's a little digging. 
for sure. So I understand how people can come to you and be, <laughs> I don't understand because yeah. it, I mean, it, it was digging for us to find it. So definitely it would be digging for, right. for patrons to find that. Well, and there's one on there that's like read a translated novella that's under 200 pages or something, Ooh. just in terms of readers being very flexible. I read a translated novella this year that was um, over, it was like 212 pages. And Christina <laughs> they were like, and denied. <laughs> they were like, obviously, that's fine. <laughs> I am not going to check again. I'm not going to check that out. So go ahead. Yeah. Feel free. Funny. Yeah. All right. You can trick me. If you this can. is also reminding me just for long term, long time listeners of the podcast that I did not finish my, the goal I had for myself last podcast episode about reading more library or reading more books I already own than library books in 2021. Have you already forgotten? <laughs> no, I, rem- I remembered, but um, mm. yeah, I, th- you have a lot of reading rules. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Laid out and strict, which is interesting. Yeah, I can't beat them all. No, some folks really like that. We did a whole episode on that. Really? Yeah, I'll find that one and you guys can link it if people want to listen to that about, you know, like uh, reading slumps and how people like sort of get themselves to read more. Cool. Um, I'll have to remember which one that is. Maybe we did a couple (laughs) about that (laughs) same topic, but I'll find that one for you and and link it if people want to like go down that rabbit hole yeah, of, yeah, of strict absolutely. reading rules for yeah. themselves. Yeah, I will be listening to that yeah. this week. <laughs> um, okay, great. Well, yeah, so the display, the list, the book squad goals, the origin of the book squad goals. I think we, we touched all that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so then we wanted to go to the other part of this question. I mean, the book squad goal part of it makes it easy actually for us. Yes. It's like, here's a designated place, we take you, and then we know that yeah. you're yeah. out of our hands. And you know, the book... <laughs> Bring them to the book help desk. Yes. I, I think we, I think for, uh, as a library, it's always been our goal to make it when you come in that you don't have to go 20 different places. Mm-hmm. But I think we've also, you know, we've specialized in different things. And so, um, you know, I, I think folks are fine to just, you know, if you brought them over and said, let me hook you up with you know, this person, I mean, I do that when someone, if someone comes to the desk and they're like, local history, and I'm like, let me, <laughs> let me, let me hand deliver you yeah. to these beautiful, beautiful people who are going to give you the right answer. Um, I could find the right answer, but I, you know, that would take me a lot more fumbling around than it would take right. you. So, I mean, I think we cross train in some ways as librarians and I'm, I, I mean, I would love to do a training for everyone on Reader's Advisory which is just a fancy way for librarians to say helping people find something to read. <laughs> um, I would love to to do more trainings for that for everybody. But I also think the cool thing about LPL is that we specialize and we always have somebody here to to give you more of a in depth, you know, treatment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely I, the yeah, balance. Yeah, it's good to hear between wanting to answer people's questions like well and quickly, and then wanting to. Mm-hmm. Wait, what's the other piece of it? (laughs) Well, I think, yeah, like knowing that you might not be the best person Mm -hmm. to find this answer and that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're not just sending someone off, like not helping them. You're you're helping them more by like getting them to the person that's going to really. Placing them gently in the hands of the person who will (laughs) find them what they need. For sure. Like I think, I mean, we love to have those conversations like the best days of my life are when somebody's standing there at the stacks and just like this has happened someone said I wish someone would just tell me what to read and I literally was like oh "Oh my gosh I love you you're about to be my best friend like and then I just sort of float over on a little cloud you know reader's advisory and I'm like well let me talk to you so that's our that's our yeah thing that's like literally our worst nightmare Yeah, that's like the other piece of this question that's just terrifying (laughs) for for at least me and Ruby, I think. Yeah, I mean, I have people come in and they're like, oh, I'm about to go on, you know, vacation. What what kind of stuff should I get? I I liked this novel. Like, is there anything, you know, just a classic sort of reader's advisory. Here's Uh me, like. Yeah, and you're excited and I'm like, oh, no. No, you're not going to like. It's like I have had. In the two plus years I've worked here, I have had one single person ever ask me 
about nonfiction recommendations. Oh, hmm. Like, well, and we it, talked about this that sometimes people are like, I want to read a book on this subject. So it's different because you just take them to that subject. Well, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, yeah. Or, and sometimes I have some recommendations <laughs> for them in that area. But yeah. as far as the kind of like, I, I loved this novel or I love, I love this genre. Do you have any suggestions? And yeah, that's the part that makes me feel like I'm like, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, we uh, we would love that. And you know, I I mean, I don't know if like going back. I mean, we've been a department since the library opened seven years ago. And I don't, you know, people don't know this, but prior to that, we didn't have a separate readers, you know, services department. So. Um, you know, it has allowed us to specialize a lot. And so... And, and it's super innovative. Like Polly's team, mm-hmm. is, I feel like nationally recognized for the for innovation. And I don't want to... Progressive. Toot <laughs> our own horn, but toot toot. <laughs> we totally have been. I mean, it, that's been actually really nice. I've been afforded a lot of opportunities to talk about this and sort of get out there that leisure reading is just as important as every other kind of reading and it's really good for us and does all sorts of good things for us mentally and physically so um it's been it's we're just very lucky I think to have this here in the community and I don't mean that in a braggy way since it's my job <laughs> but I just think even if I wasn't here we'd be very lucky to have this in, in the community because mm-hmm. I think a lot of folks have ideas about what librarians think you should read and yeah. and our whole goal is to personalize ourselves and to personalize the fact and advertise the fact that we're all readers too and we read in genre and we read nonfiction and we read all kinds of things and we'd love to talk to you about those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, before, just before this year, um, one, kind of one nice thing that has come out of this year is we used to be a roaming department, like we didn't have a desk. And I think a lot of folks didn't know where to come find us to talk about those things. And so they ended up coming to your desk Mm -hmm. to talk about those things. Wow, that's so true. Yeah. And so now we have a desk and we've noticed a real like improvement in the kind of questions we're getting Mm -hmm. because we're getting those questions now. Like, I don't know what to read. Can you help me? Um, So we're... We're happy for you to, to bring those folks to us <laughs> all the time. And we're also yeah. happy to, like, help you feel more comfortable answering those questions. So, yeah. um, you know, we do have a great service called Novelist um, that that can really help you. And luckily our catalog is connected to Novelist so you can kind of get in the catalog. Yeah. So, I mean, the trick about uh, reader's services or reader's advisory is the same thing as reference is just knowing what questions to ask people. Mm-hmm. So, mm. you know, it's it's not a matter of, oh, well, I read this book and I really liked it, so maybe you'll like it too. <laughs> you know, the first question is, you know, like, well, tell me some things that you've read before that you've really enjoyed and tell me the kinds of things you enjoyed about them because, you know, they might enjoy it for a different reason that someone else might enjoy that right. book. So like mm-hmm. some person might be, super down for, you know, the character development. Another person might be like, I just like anything set in Scotland, you know? <laughs> so, um, you know, that's an important question to ask them is what, what, what you know, they liked about it. And it's also really important to ask them, like, what you're in the mood for because they might have liked these last five books that they read and now they're in the mood for something completely different. So, you know, those kind of three main things are really helpful to ask folks. Um, and a lot of folks come into who are just like, I haven't read in forever. And, you know, I always say like, well, what kind of TV shows do you like? Like, what have you been binging? What kind of movies mm-hmm. do you like? So, you know, is that something that you might like in a book as well? Um, and especially folks who are have been watching a lot of TV, like to me that says they want a book that's going to move along. Mm, they want right. something that's going to grab them right away. You know, they want something that's kind of written like maybe a script in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes, and that's a question to ask too, like, you know, the, you can't, you can't, really can't ask too many questions mm-hmm. um, in that way. And, you know, that's when people start to realize, oh, you like reading too. <laughs> like, okay. And you know you don't want me to just read dickens okay you know like because i think some people just feel like well librarians are smart and highbrow and they're not gonna be interested in the fact that i want to read you know like very spicy books with (laughs) romance and ladies and very fancy outfits 
um, that's my entire jam. So like, <laughs> come talk to me about it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like, so intellectually, all of this makes sense. And I can like imagine myself <laughs> having that conversation with someone, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, asking those questions. But then in the situation itself, I'm mm-hmm. so like paralyzed with fear that I'm going to recommend something. And then someone will say like, you know, they'll come back specifically to tell me that, like, oh, this book you <laughs> recommended me. Book. Yeah, I hated it so much. Oh. And it's just, right, it's like a pressure that, like, we we deal with other pressures usually at the ask desk. Mm-hmm. And so that specific pressure of, like, mm-hmm. something that's so subjective and, like. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just don't, like, I don't exercise ah. those skills. Well, I am also a, a pre- it's not like a rule for me. It's just what I gravitate toward. But I don't read fiction mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. often at all. And I forget that we have these tools to help us come up with recommendations. (laughs) And for some reason in my head, Reader's Advisory is like, you've read all the genres and then off the top of your head, you're just going to be like, ah, yes, this (laughs) one. And you like run over and get it. And it's like, no, it's it's a reference interview. It's the same thing. It's just different tools. It is, yeah. I mean, sometimes that happens and you feel like a magical, magical fairy (laughs) when someone comes in and they're like, I just, I heard about this book on NPR and I think that the author had, their last name was F or something. (laughs) And you're like, got it. And you go over and get it right off the shelf. And they're like, yeah. Like a yeah. magic. Yeah. So that was, that's pretty awesome. I when mean, that happens. yeah, there are times like that in India, yeah. I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Not, but yeah. most of the time, I mean, yeah, it's, it is a reference interview. We do have tools. It's not cheating to use the tools. In fact, it's like pretty awesome if you can turn the monitor and like show them how to use Novelist mm-hmm. because it's really cool and it's this great service we have. And I mean, it's under, you know, our databases, which you mm-hmm. guys manage. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it's just being able to use your databases. But for sure, you know, we all we all kind of are like, oh boy, because we haven't read everything either. I mean, we wish, we wish <laughs> we had, but we do things like, um, you know, first of all, whenever I do a training on this, I tell people like practice doesn't make perfect, practice makes comfortable. So mm-hmm. like, that's it. It's just a matter of, you know, making comfortable. And if you kind of can remember those questions and just remember you're having a conversation, you're not like doing brain surgery. So, um, so that's just it. Like you're just having a convo. And the other thing, like you said, I actually tell people, you know, if this doesn't do it for you, bring them back. They're free. Like no worries. I would love another opportunity to find you something if this doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so I just make sure, and sometimes I give people like I'll, we have little things at the, the desk that have all of our stuff on it and I'll write some recommendations and I'll circle my name and I'll say, please let me know, you know, email me, let me know if this works. I'd love to make a list for you. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just like the whole thing is, is getting people to come back again and again for that conversation and for more books and, um, you know, you're just, you're making a suggestion. That's why I also like people to leave with like two or three things because right. I always say like, if the first thing doesn't work for you, whatever, who cares? <laughs> um, you know, we'll bring you another one. So there's some, I mean, there's some tricky things. Like if they're asking for an audio book, mm-hmm. like sometimes like the book is amazing, but the narrator is right. Horrible. So it is yeah. a little, there's a little, you know, some tricks about like how to know if, how to know if it's a good narrator or how to find good narrators and things like that, you know, looking for people who've won like Audi awards or things like that. Um, So, you know, like maybe kind of getting familiar with like some of the top narrators, um, like Mm. Bonnie Turpin is like, Everybody loves her. She's amazing. Hmm. She seems to narrate like everything these days. Dang. Okay. Um, so yeah, like there's there are little tricky things, but there's also I maybe mean, people just like want to talk to you about things. Yeah. But it's true. It's not it's not high stakes. No. <laughs> it's I mean, I think I, mean, I don't want to like trivialize the importance right. of like finding somebody the right book at the right I time. Do, I do not life. either at all. Yeah. But it's definitely But it is a, it, but you know, there you have a multiple opportunities. Like you can get them a number of things and say, you know, this one is because you like 
you know, you like a lot of character development. You like, you like your characters. Like when someone says to you, I feel like, you know, I just like lost my best friend. You're like, oh, well you like, you like Mm. character in your, you know, and you like your characters to be likable, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm. when somebody, you know, so, because usually, well, not always, but usually someone doesn't (laughs) say that if like, if everybody's despicable in the book. You know, like Kimberly on the book squad, they love despicable characters, you know. And so, like, they wouldn't say necessarily, I feel like I lost my best friends. You know, they'd be like, oh, they were terrible. I want more. Um, You know, so, and that's also reading for character. Just like, I just felt like I, you know, finally, like, got away from it all. And, you know, oh, you're reading for, like, setting, you know. Like, you want Mm. that kind of experience of being transported to somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And then you can give them that language. Say, oh, so you like the setting is really important to you or you really like to like the people that you're reading about or, you know. Questions, questions. It's making it it's like just It's blowing layered. my mind how similar it is to our process, but just the content is so uh-huh. incredibly different. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It's oh, very similar. I mean, it's just, a, it's just a reference interview, yeah. but just for different things. Well, I did do a training, a reader's advisory training a few years ago with you and Kate. Mm. And the thing that I remember from it is that you should judge a book by its cover. <gasps> oh, that's <laughs> totally true. This is something that I ha- I felt guilty about forever. And then Hazlitt told me this background and it mm-hmm. just, it was like a big weight had been lifted off of me. Right. I don't know. So we did the read a book in 10 minutes, I think. Yeah, I think so. And that's why we talked about that. So I actually have my staff do read a book in 10 minutes as part of their regular ongoing training for the very reason you said mm. is that I have folks on my staff who don't really read a lot of fiction and they work in the fiction department. Right. And that is actually just fine if they do the work and the training to know about fiction books. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they do. So, I mean, that's part of what we do. So uh, read a book in 10 minutes is a really good way to just learn about and understand like how to look at a book and decide, is this for me or not for me? It's not perfect, but Mm -hmm. it's definitely a way to, you know, sort of get the feel for the book. Like, you know, if you look at it and there's a bloody handprint on the front, (laughs) you can probably guess that there's going to be some violence in that book. Um, if the author's name is bigger than the title, you know, that author is like a big deal and people mm. are reading it because they love that author. Um, you know, read the, oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm sorry, humanity. That was terrible. I slapped my microphone and I probably broke your eardrums. Um, anyways, if you read like, so read the blurbs on the back. If the blurbs are by authors that you already like, you're probably going to like right. this book. Um, flip through it. If there's a lot of white space, you know, it's like a lot of dialogue and you know, that's probably going to move for sort of fast. Ooh. Um, if everything's really close together and like, you're, it's probably a lot of more like exposition and it's probably going to be more about language and maybe move a little more slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can kind of tell some of those details, you know, crack it open in the middle if it's a romance and you can see like, Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> that's about the time that like stuff was probably open to that page anyway. Um, I mean, it, but like I, I will say one caveat, and maybe we talked about this, is like now all of a sudden there's this like trend of having, you know, um, like graphics for romance novels that look, you know, it's like oh. instead of photos, it's like really stylized graphics and stuff mm-hmm. that almost, you know, um, it doesn't really tell you anymore. You used to be able to kind of tell from the photos kind of what the spice level would be in a romance. (laughs) Uh I mean, the amount of skin showing and the the clench and everything um, and the, or the amount of abs on whoever's (laughs) on the front. But now um, you can pick up a book and be like, Oh, this looks like a charming rom-com. And then be like, Like, my eyebrows are singeing. Um, Yeah. Like, so that's a little, I mean, that's the nice thing about having a librarian is like, we can sort of help guide you. And I mean, that's a question I might ask somebody like, Oh, what's your spice level? And, you know, and then I might say like, I like mine super spicy, but not everybody does because I don't want anyone to feel judged yeah. if they do. Uh-huh. Um, I might even say that even if that wasn't true, because I wouldn't, I would want people to feel like, oh, mm-hmm. cayenne, please, like <laughs> ghost pepper, give it to me. Like, um, 
Yeah, yeah. So I just, because that's our whole thing is like, we just, we also don't want anyone to feel judged about what they read. Like mm-hmm. when people, I get why people say this, but when people are like, ah, 50 shades of gray, I'm like, Hey man, that book got so many people reading again yeah. and got so many people to the library. And it doesn't matter if, whether or not it is, you know, technically a good book, like a lot of people connected with the story and it, and it got people reading again. Yeah. So thumbs yeah. up. Yeah. That's what I say. Yeah, that's like that. definitely something I've learned from the library. I don't know how much I had really, like, knew it before, had internalized it before. But that, yeah, people, like, you can read whatever you want, right? And yeah. it's not, it's no. not, um. And, Ain't no shame in yeah. your reading game. Yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't be anyway. You should just read what you like. Yeah. It's, I, uh, I'm amazed at the number of people that have um, personally apologized to me oh. for their reading. Um Especially, I, I think there's something about us being situated next to nonfiction and mm. kind of having that vibe of like research and resources, and, <laughs> you know, and I'm right. like, I'm I'm not like a super serious person, but, you know, yeah, some of this stuff is kind of dry and serious. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I actually had a patron the other night who came in like, shortly before close and was kind of just browsing around and uh, they were like, I'm, I'm just... Uh, just haven't been reading lately and I just I I wish I wish that I I was the type of person that was reading all the time and mm-hmm. I was like I I mean I'm not that mm-hmm. type it's like and they they kind of stopped and turned to me and they're like wait really like you guys aren't <laughs> reading constantly and I was like uh, no dude like, no, no. and it was just such a nice conversation I was like I'm sorry to shatter your you know your image mm-hmm. of a librarian and they're like no I just that feels really good. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just this moment of like, yeah, I'm not like whatever kind of projection of like yeah. the, well, you know, yeah, all I'm, knowing, like I've, I'm reading a book a week and I know, you know, every everything in our collection <laughs> and whatever. Right. I'm just like everyone yeah. goes through slumps and sometimes I want something just nice. <laughs> like yeah. you're not feeling if you want something nice. Right. Yeah. So absolutely not. Yeah. 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 I think we've, I think we've said it before even on the podcast that like you can, you can like books and still feel like you're not reading. You know, you can li- like, just because mm-hmm. you're having trouble reading doesn't mean you don't like books. Right. That's it. Right. It means yeah. that that's just where you are. And like, honestly, I think we're just as a you know, as a species, we're all really struggling right now with like levels of concentration and being able to get into things. And some people found this a great time to dive in and have gotten more reading done than they've ever done in their lives. And some people are not responding that same way. And even people who have previously loved reading. And so it is, it's a little bit of a blow to like who you think you are as a person, (laughs) if you cannot do the thing that you we're getting enjoyment from, Mm -hmm. but you wouldn't be alone. And also, you know, I think you'll come out the other side and there's all, you know, maybe you also just need to try something different than you've been doing before. Like maybe Mm -hmm. listen instead of reading, you know, like with your eyeballs um, (laughs) and just listen to a book um, because that's audiobooks aren't cheating. It's the same as reading and you know, and I think it's actually kind of ableist to think of it that way. Right, like, right. um, audiobooks are just as valid as any other kind of, of reading. So, you know, it's, um, everybody's kind of in a weird place with reading, but I, I do feel <laughs> like people are getting back to, and people's tastes are changing too. Like they want, yeah. like they are just, please don't give me anything sad, you know, please don't right. give me anything hard. Like, right. and that's okay. You know, we'll help you with that for sure. Yeah. For sure. Mm. Well, um, the only other thing I was going to say was that sometimes if novelists, if I can't figure out how to use novelist for a thing mm-hmm. and someone has kind of a specific niche question, I, actually, I don't think niche is the right word, just like a question that is more um, like that there might be a list about, then mm-hmm. I'll go to Book Riot and say like, mm-hmm. you know, bring up 20 books about this topic for me or something. Right. Like Book Riot always has great recent mm-hmm collections and they generally do i mean and honestly like we might already have made a list of that like as a library oh, yeah so like if you look in biblio commons you can search under our lists Ooh, for those things and then right. we know for sure those books are in our collection Ooh. or they should be and so um and i will i will say 
I think, you know, our, our catalog has changed over the years and I think there's, you know, new people have started and, and I think we don't, we're not all using the same naming conventions. And I honestly, I do feel like that's actually something we're about to address sort of with the website um, because it is sometimes hard to find those things. Like you'll think, oh, we don't have a list on that. And then somehow you'll stumble across it and we'll have like four lists on, on <laughs> non-binary yeah. authors. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, shoot. Like I thought, and you know, other libraries, that's the thing about our catalog too, is like, you know, we're collaborative with other libraries. So you'll see what other libraries have made and you'll see what like patrons have made. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool because you're seeing all these different lists um, that you can get just through our catalog. But um, the nice thing is, is when it's made by us, by our librarians, you'll know that it's a, a, you know, something we own in the library and you could just boop, put it on hold right there if it's not in or, you, you know, pop in and get it. Um, that's a really nice thing. Yeah. So Book Riot's awesome, but we're more awesome. Yeah, that is a good point. <laughs> we're more awesome. Because you have to click like down and then click list, right, to search the list. Mm -hmm. And I just never, yeah, I never do. But yeah, that's need a good to get tip. some practice yeah. on that. That's, yeah, that's hard to remember. And I will, you know, novelist. I really love it. It's one of the, it's pretty much the only thing for readers advisory that librarians have. And Duncan Smith, the person who started it, is just a really awesome person. Um, but I will say it's not always entirely intuitive, and mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard to know how to search it for appeal factors if you're not like a librarian who kind of knows about appeal factors, like there's some cool ways to use it that are deeper and more hidden than you might use it if you were just a, a patron who had never seen it before. Um, they have some cool, easy, fun things right off the top though that you can, that you can use. Nice. Yeah. I need to, I need to practice with this just for myself because okay. I, I have a really chaotic reading method that I've described on this podcast before, but when I'm rarely in the mood or like one of the rare times I'm in the mood for fiction, I rely very heavily on you guys Good. and that I wander through your stacks <laughs> and I just look at the stuff that's facing out. And if I like the graphic design, I'll pick it up. There is nothing uh, wrong with that. And we, we like, actually, we really like that because we make a really concerted effort to make sure that all of our face out books are like diverse. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's actually really awesome. I mean, I, there is not a wrong way to interact <laughs> yeah. with our collection. I mean, I guess there's some wrong ways, but like yeah. mostly there's not a wrong way to interact with our collection. We love, I mean, come over and ask us. We want to give you guys suggestions. We love it. I mean, you help us find things all the time. So um, please do. But yeah, I, I mean, I think it's, there's some like, there's some cool stuff on Novelist too that, that I would love. I mean, like teaching patrons how to use BiblioCommons and teaching right, patrons yeah. how to use Novelist are just, you know, things that we do too. Um and some folks want to have that level and some mm -hmm. folks are like, no, just hey, put a book in my hand. Please. Right. Yeah, so exactly. Mm -hmm. We're here to do any one of those things. Yeah. That's great. Cool. Yeah. I really wish I was more like you, Ruby, and I would just like <laughs> find a book and read it. Because instead so, I like. You put so much thought into it and you have like. Yeah. And I have and just stuff. enormous lists and then I get a book like at the top of the list and it's like, why did I want to read this? I don't know. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> you know, you cannot finish a book. Do you not. Can All the time. You? I'm about to talk about not finishing a book, okay. actually. Okay, good. Okay. Hold I'll on. wait. I'll hold on. Yeah. Hold <laughs> on. Anyway. Are, I think we're I think we're ready. Oh, for what we're reading? To go to the next part. Okay. Yeah. Well, you you <clears throat> launch us okay. into that then. Well, um, right now I'm reading a book that my mom bought for me like four years ago, actually, as a recommendation called In This House of Breed. And I don't know who it's by. I didn't write that down <laughs> or, or remember it. Um, and it's about the life of some nuns who live in Breed Abbey, and it's based on some real abbey. And it's actually a monastery for some reason, but nuns are living in it. Hmm. And it's a page turner. I'm not very far in it, so I don't know that yet, whether it actually is or not. But everyone on Goodreads is like, this book is riveting. Really? <laughs> well, I secretly super love nuns, so I'm Ooh, into it. Okay. Bring well, it on. I'll tell you. Not yeah, so secretly but, anymore, I it, guess. But. It, she, whoever, it's like Rumor Godden, I think, published it in 1969 or something. So, Ooh. but yeah, everyone on Goodreads is like, this book was, blew my mind. And I like, because cool. I always read the negative reviews. So I looked through it <laughs> <laughs> and there were like barely any. Yeah. So, um, 
anyway, that's what I'm that's what I'm reading right now. But I did just not finish a book. Um, there were like two nonfiction books that are designed exactly the same that I was excited to read <clears throat> um, last week. <coughs> Sorry, that's I'm just that's not the anyway. Um, one of them was called Four Thousand Weeks, and it's about time management. And I talked to Ruby and Melissa about how excited I was about it. Right, it's like by. I might be on hold for it. Is it bad? Yeah. Okay, so not it's, bad. You shouldn't say that. Is it not what you wanted? <clears throat> yeah, it's not bad. Um, and I think yeah, it's a good fit for someone who, you know, for the right person. But um, it's like that, and then out of office, the big problem and bigger promise of working from home by Anne Helen Peterson and Charlie Wurzel. I was so excited to read both of them, and then I like both of their introductions just started with these premises that like totally did not match up mm. with my experience of life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like, um, yeah, and and four thousand weeks was good, you know, but it was full of sort of platitudes and like mm. some conclusions that that weren't super deep, and mm. um, yeah, I guess I I guess that's I guess that's all I'll say. But yeah, yeah. so I didn't read out of office, even though I love Anne Anne Helen Peterson, but it's all right. That's all right. That's my, just put it down. I Life think, is too short. Yeah. As the premise of 4,000 weeks. Yes. <laughs> right, exactly. Yes. Life oh, is my too, God. Life is too short to read a book about how life is too short yeah. if you don't want to. I did read it. I did finish it all to see if there would be something that was, like, inspired my soul. But uh, it didn't. It didn't. It was not, <laughs> wasn't for you. No. Maybe for someone. Yeah. People loved it, though, on um, okay. not Goodreads. But what's the – there's an app. That's a, that's an alternative to Goodreads. Uh, I might be on my phone. Shoot. My phone's not with me. It's, <laughs> it's better it's than Goodreads. Or yeah. something. No, I don't know. No, I don't know. We'll anyway. put it in the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, cause, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. <clears throat> Everyone's looking at me. Oh. Um, <laughs> so I, I, as as listeners of this podcast will know, I have been reading... <laughs> textbooks for school so mm. i'm trying to oh. do we hate it we hate the textbook yeah it's evil oh what just is there it? it's just science textbooks that are very expensive mm. and mm-hmm. they're um you can't get an old edition of them and they only exist online and they're all mm. you know it's just yeah it's a, it's oh, a scam let's get started on um, access yeah, yeah. exactly oh, yeah. Okay. exactly Anyway, um, so I checked out a free book from the library, which is just feels great after all of those <laughs> transactions. Um, uh, so it's called Capote's Women by Lawrence Lemur. I mm. guess I'm saying that right. Um, but it is about Truman Capote betraying his Ooh. like group of very glamorous, very famous, like, women friends um, that he made in the period of time after he had gotten famous from Breakfast at Tiffany's and In Cold Blood. Mm. And there was all this pressure on him to write another book that was going to be, you know, that was going to reach those heights. And he had horrible writer's block and was kind of just, like, going to parties and enjoying notoriety <laughs> and hanging out with all these women. And um, he decided to write or try to write a novel about their lives, um, but published, I think, the first two chapters. And um, it was very clear to everyone that he was just spilling all of their most intimate secrets <gasps> oh, and dramas and terrible tea. things. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's a I'm not super far into it, but right now it's just kind of discussing like these various women and the ways that they maintain this extremely strict control over their personas mm-hmm. and and their appearances and their mannerisms and to kind of like deal with and exert influence on their very rich husbands and i just am so fascinated by like the work that goes into to that okay. because it is a lot of work <laughs> um so yeah anyway it's i love that the author is spending time on on who these women are and what their stories are instead of just kind of like, it's all about Truman Capote, who I do love, but mm-hmm. yeah. I am 87, 
89.3% sure <laughs> that there is a historical fiction book about this thing. Oh, and I, I think bet. it's called The Swans of Fifth Avenue. That makes Ooh. sense to me to as a title. Yes. I will, uh, okay. We'll look it up, but okay. I am pretty sure there's a historical Ooh. fiction. So it would be very interesting for that you to read really the historical fun. fiction after you read the nonfiction. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Kay. Reader's advisory <laughs> happening right yeah, now. Right. Here. right. Live <laughs> as we. Cool. I know. I'm super excited about that. Okay. I will. Um. Awesome. We'll look Ruby, it up for you. How do you find this oh. book? Why did you choose this book? I chose this book because I was looking at the new nonfiction cart as I like to do, and I saw the spine, and I was like, oh, I love Truman Capote so much. He's so cute. <laughs> um, and then read the little blurb and was like, all right, cool. Well, what an interesting book, it. too, because it's yeah. like, I mean, it has all these implications for just, you know, how we are today, like with Instagram, like influencers yeah. and like how we curate our, you know, personalities for public consumption. And- right. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. We've yeah. always been doing it. Don't try to yes, say. Don't absolutely. try to say that. No, it's, it's not a modern. Yeah. No. Yeah. no, no. It's very Anne Helen Petersony. Yeah, like her whole thing. And I, I have always loved, and and found difficult the idea of artists and especially writers uh, mining the people around them for their work. And I don't think there's a way around that. But I just think it's fascinating the ways mm-hmm. that. That can make you really lonely, <laughs> yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, it's interesting. So, yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. what I'm reading. All right, Polly. Ooh, do I get to do some? Okay. Yeah. Um, I just finished, <laughs> so I just finished Song of Achilles by Madeline Ooh. Miller, which um, I, if you have not, please read this book, but also <laughs> give it a listen. It's on Hoopla, so it's readily available immediately. Cool. The narrator Ooh. is gorgeous um it's so good it's her first novel i the, i the whole time i was reading it i was like how dare you <laughs> how dare you but, but then i found out it took her 10 years to write it and i was like Whoa. okay yeah yeah wow. yeah dare you um that's fine and then her second book is circe they're both retellings um of minor characters in Greek mythology. So um, Patroclus is the first and then Circe, obviously, is the next. And I she's working on another about Persephone and I'm like oh, very cool for that one. So I just finished that one. I just finished um, The Water Dancer by Ta-Nehisi Coates, which nice. is his first novel. He writes amazing nonfiction, but um, he did an incredible job with his novel and I hope he writes more fiction. And then I, this weekend I like tore through. This is the first time I've done this in a while. Now, don't like <laughs> the other two books were for book clubs. So don't act like, I'm, uh, like I, I had to read those, but they were amazing books. I love them. Um, like I tore through The Paper Palace, which I cannot remember the name of the author, but show notes. Um, Kimberly recommended it to me and it was incredible. It's about this 50-year-old woman, not enough novels about mm-hmm. 50-year-old women. Um, I say it's a 49-year-old woman. Uh, so <laughs> there, there's this incredible novel about this woman in midlife who is about to make a choice um, or face with a choice about the trajectory of their life after sort of being forced out of that trajectory into a different one based, you know, with a, a real tragedy trauma that happened to them at a point in their life. So trigger warning, there is some, definitely some trauma, childhood trauma that happens, but um, it's beautiful. So, oh, so it is set it mostly in Cape Cod and it bounces back and forth between like the a few days in this person's life and um during the summers because they spend their summers in Cape Cod and then the the growing up of this person at different mm-hmm. points in their life. So um it's told over like multiple times and it's, it sounds like it might be confusing, but you kind of catch on right away to how the author has done it. Same, it is like Paige Turner. And this is her first novel. And I was like, how, again, how dare you? <laughs> but it was, it's like a real Paige Turner. And so if you are struggling to read and you're, you know, you can deal with some like trauma, childhood trauma stuff. Um, it does, it's beautiful, beautiful, beautifully written. And it, cool. you keep on reading. It gets you going. I know. Nice. Nope. You're you guys our audience are just leaving this. this podcast with 
many a recommendation, yeah, I will say. Yeah, and just an expert pitch. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Let yeah. me tell you, we'd love to do it. We'd love to do it. Just, you know, like, and hit us up. We'll give you personal, we'll put the personalized recommendation yep, in the link. we will and, do that. Yeah, which I, yeah. I wanted to mention because we were talking about it in the context of the book squad goals, but you can get a personalized recommendation anytime about any thing mm-hmm. you're looking for. It's <laughs> yep. not just like help me find books for my mm-hmm. goal, but just right. anything. Yeah, no, anything. So if you want it, we'll put together a list. Usually it's three to five books. You just tell us the last book you loved, the last book you liked, and the last book you hated, and then we will put together a little list for you. So we do that there, but also Saturday mornings on Facebook, we do live recommendations. You give us a book, we tell you one, and also on Twitter on Thursday mornings, we do Ask a Librarian, hashtag Ask a Librarian. So um, we've done like... But that's also our numbers. I mean, we've done over like 700 personalized recommendations between so cool. between social media and our online forum. Um, so, you know, bring it. We're happy to do it for you. And the last book. So there was a time when you all were in like a big box and, uh, <laughs> and, what? <laughs> and it was like, it's like a, it's like at a carnival or like a magic box. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Zorro. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. So that Zolt that Zoltar yeah. machine yeah. that was in the movie Big. Oh like, yeah. Okay. Well, we you all were in that one time and okay. I got a book recommendation from someone. Okay. And it was for I don't remember the book, but I read it and I loved it. So <laughs> that stuck with you. <laughs> no, did you? <laughs> if I if I think about it. I might remember the title, but I do. I know that I loved what was the it. Promise. <sighs> okay. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. There's a village. I can just like see in my head. There's like a road, and there's some houses, and I think a house burns down, and then there's someone sweeping. <laughs> <laughs> We're going on this journey with you, Hazlitt. Take us along. It was really good, though. Okay. I really loved it. And I have it at home. Okay. I want to know what it is. (laughs) We're going to also put that in the show notes. Don't worry. It will happen. There's a dog. (laughs) There is a dog. Uh, Well, okay. Well, I'm really glad that you guys, like, had me on to chat. Yeah. Thank Thank you you so much. much. This was so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, I just can't even. Yeah, it was it was very wonderful to talk to you, Polly. Awesome. <laughs> okay, well, uh, then bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. <laughs> I think Thank we're done, right? Happy <laughs> reading. Yeah. Tune in next month for another episode of Oranges and Peaches. Find the show notes on lplks.org, and don't forget to subscribe. And please rate or comment. You'll help others find the podcast. Our info librarians are Hazlitt Henderson and Ruby McKinnon Love with theme music and editing by Joel Bonner. This has been a production of the Lawrence Public Library.